0: welcome to the connect hope podcast a podcast to encourage pastors and ministry leaders who are striving to make jesus famous
1: All right. Hey, welcome to the Connect Hope Podcast. This is Gene Jennings. I'm here with my buddy, Chuck Gordon. Chuck, how are you doing today? I'm
0: back. All
1: right. <laughs> We're here. Glad you're it's back. Awesome. Glad you're back.
0: Man, it's great to be back with the, our, our uh, growing masses of uh, podcasters that are joining us. And uh, so honored by many of y'all sending in comments and uh, feedback, and we love it. Um, Gene's been crying, but I, I've been loving it. No, very <laughs> emotional. It's been incredible. Um, so I've, I've absolutely loved it.
1: Well, it's been fun, and I'm glad to know that more than just our wives and our kids are listening.
0: <laughs> and I have to pay my wife and my children to listen to it. So it's Me a, too. <laughs> I'm going broke on this one, man. I hear no, you. This
1: podcasting thing is <laughs> expensive. Oh. What are we talking about today? Today,
0: Chuck? man, we're digging into pastors' families, basically balancing family and ministry. Uh, one of the absolute hardest things to do, yet if you're listening, you know, this is so crucial. And, it, and it's something that impacts all of us. And some are doing it well. And I believe also some uh, know they're not doing it well. And I think others are out there thinking they're doing good. But if you asked your spouse or your children, uh, they might tell you something completely different. Yeah,
1: that's kind of yeah, that's there's a lot of truth there and a little scary too. Yeah, no doubt. Well,
0: to, to me, it, it coming from uh, 1 Timothy 3, 5, it says, if anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? And I just see that as such a powerful passage to what, what Paul said and a challenge to Timothy, a challenge to us that we have to know how to manage and care for our family. Uh, if we can't, how can we step up and actually take care of, of God's church, his family?
1: Yeah, so that definitely is a, a challenging verse and also a little intimidating and scary no to doubt. me anyway. No doubt. And, and many of
0: us I was saying leadership. Okay, Ned, aren't you a PK? Are you a pastor kid? No, 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 no. I was thinking you were no, a pastor.
1: No, that's right. I'm a CK. I'm a contract <laughs> <Okay. kid. Yeah.
0: laughs> So you were spared, man. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm, I'm not either, but but I think of my children growing up as, as PKs, and, and we know those pastor's kids often get the reputation of being the ones that are wild child um, and going off the deep end.
1: And I so- dated one, <laughs> a wild PK girl. <laughs> I guess that's for another podcast. Okay, that's
0: okay. We'll go there another time. But I tell you what, we and we all know those. And truth be known, uh, there are many incredible pastor kids that have, have come up and done well, and many that have gone different directions. And, and I've, I know many prodigals that are out there, and, and uh, parents are begging uh, for them to return home. And I think you know, the truth be known, I've known those situations to happen in some of those godly, some of those loving homes and the child just took off. And, and it wasn't something that the parents did wrong that, that I could tell in mm-hmm. any way, shape or form. But also know uh, we need to do our best to make sure we're not being an excuse or a reason that our children take off going the opposite direction uh, out of rebellion, you know, right. out of purposely because, man, we are just not doing our, our uh, due diligence in being the, the pastor, the leader God's
1: called us to be in our home first and then the church right so, so so we have a few things to talk about today regarding that um is how to protect our family how to protect our time our schedules our calendars so where do you want to go first with this Chuck yeah
0: I sounds good I, I think you you nailed it. uh the number one right on the head just give family quality time uh God it has to be uh huge on our schedules and that's going to be a conflict especially man i know for some of you out there you probably have that knot in your stomach as you say that because you know either one it's gonna be hard because so many priorities at church or two you know you're not measuring up there um i don't know how what you've dealt with in your life gene to kind of from that vantage point
1: yeah i mean it's a tough one um you know a few weeks ago um, we talked about our personal quiet time our spiritual relationship with the lord and how we have to give that time. And I would say that's the utmost definitely priority is our time with the Lord. But right under that second is family. And we've got to give our family quality time. That's not easy because the way we do ministry, we work with volunteers. Volunteers work during the weekday yep. Yep. and we have to meet with them at night or weekends, uh, obviously yep. weekend events, um, in addition to Sundays, of course. So, you know, it's it's not an easy thing to do. One of the things that I've shared with our of the staff that has worked for me over the years. Um, I'm not sure that we stick to it necessarily, but it's a bit of, <laughs> but it's a kind of a, a policy or rule or a guideline that I, I picked up years ago. And that is to, to divide your day into thirds. Mm. So you have morning, you have afternoon, you have evening. Uh, so for example, if you have an evening meeting, uh, maybe you spend time with the family in the morning or stay home in the morning, and then you work the afternoon evening shift. so Very to speak. Cool. Um, you know, if you don't have any meetings at night, you know, you do your morning, afternoon work, like yep, most people yep. nine to five kind of a schedule and that's your work day. Yep. But work two thirds of your day. Mm. Um, and that's something I've always tried to do um, and like I said, encourage other staff to do that as well. Again, not always easy, but mm. just I always thought that was a good rule of thumb that if you can divide your day into thirds and work two of those three times of the day, um, that's a good policy. Yep. Now believe me, add to that, I think also, especially for a family man with kids, and, or even if your kids are out of the house, empty nesters like yeah. myself, yeah, we still have to spend time with our wives. I, I would say also limit those evening meetings yeah. to, you know, whatever, two, maybe no more than three nights a week, three yeah. maybe too many, yeah. honestly, but <clears throat> limit those evening meetings as much as much as possible.
0: Oh, no, that's huge. Yeah bottom line is don't give family leftovers um, exactly they don't no family appreciates nobody's like oh just as long as I can have a piece of you is maybe sleeping on the couch but at least you're here you know that's, <laughs> yeah. that's you know but uh it, and reality is for most of the meetings um let's be real the people that are coming they just assume be home as well that's uh, true. there there are very few there there are those occasional few that want to be here and run the church or whatever else <laughs> But most of them are like, man, I wish I didn't have an evening meeting. Um, what if some of those meetings were combined or are they really necessary? Uh, I've seen a lot of churches that are out there that have, they meet on these days, these times, because it's tradition. It's, it's what you right. do. And it's like, are they really necessary? Or is there a better time? You know, what about instead of having an evening meeting, what about saying, hey guys, this is really important. Let's meet at 6 a.m. and pray and, and meet. Then everybody go to work. Uh, very few families are going to be like, Oh, oh no we we uh you know <laughs> yeah. like by all means go in the morning um yeah. i know that means uh some people i'm a morning person but gene i know that's not in your, in your wheelhouse i can so. get up early but i don't <laughs> want to be with you morning. i want to I'd rather be with jesus in the morning <laughs> but you'll be wanting to, you'll want to get that meeting over with then. Yeah. And, and the good is you have a bookend on it some meetings can drag out that's true. Was, I don't know, just a thought well one um, thing
1: on that and and you have done that here in your ministry um is you meet on sunday mornings we have two services here yeah. and so um you have meetings i think usually during the second service sometimes but it's only once, uh, once every couple okay. months yeah not every yeah, week yeah. but but yeah. i mean i remember when when that was first planned i saw that on our calendar i thought well, that's kind of weird i do a meeting on sunday morning <laughs> i thought well it's just a good use of time they're here they worship in the first service they hang out uh, i think maybe you feed yeah. them or give them something yeah some treat or got out truth. late and they just meet during the second service and you kind of get your your business done and there's no more, really no more time taken off of their calendar or yours.
0: Well, those those meetings, we, we try to do it in a way where, again, those people that are leading our teams, they're they're already, like you said, they're already in worship service, first service and, and trying to capitalize on them being here. So they don't have to come back up here. Mm-hmm. And part of it, too, we want to speak that again we value
1: their families as well well so what you're saying is when we're pretending our family we're also protecting their family
0: yeah yeah yeah. I I believe it's it's again after working with so many pastors I've seen some miss their children's uh games football baseball etc um you know cheerleading otherwise and not only are they sending their child a message they're sending other people in their team a message that you know that's not a priority and I really believe we've got to flip flip that table upside yeah. down or flip the clock upside down or whatever so anyway it's that really is all giving quality time but it's also protecting time that that goes with um there always be y'all know this there will always be interruptions right and i want to encourage you uh you know andy stanley wrote a book and i love just the title itself choose to cheat mm-hmm. uh, choosing to cheat and if we're going to cheat anyone why don't we cheat you know uh the situation with with work or we cheat others, but
1: don't cheat family. Yeah. Um, because they get that message. Chuck, have you noticed that people die and get married in the most inconvenient times? <laughs> <I know. laughs>
0: they do. They Why do. can't they get married
1: Wednesday at like two o'clock in the afternoon
0: when I'm already working? I hear you. I hear you. And and this this again, I am right there with you. I've also and and I've officiated probably like again many of our listeners and I'm sure like you have officiated uh, many weddings and funerals. And especially with the weddings, uh, they'll plan them out and I'll say, well, here's my schedule to meet. And, and 90% of the time we'll have somebody come back. Well, we can't meet during those times when we're working. And I'm like, well, you can schedule a doctor's appointment. You can schedule this. We can, you know, these are my parameters. And so I don't cut into family time to do premarital counseling. Mm. Um, it's just one of those that, uh, if I've got something planned, et cetera, you know, if I can work it, I, I'll work. Right. But at the same time, if I have something going with family, I'm not going to cut out family time, whereas that person can, can adjust. Right. And so, again, it's not, not wanting to accommodate, but it's also saying, I've got to I've got to put parameters around me. Mm-hmm. And I know it's, I'm sounding really selfish right now, Gene. No, so, <laughs>
1: that's good. I mean, honestly, as nice as you are, I'm kind of surprised that you're that strict about that. But that that's a good thing. I'm kind of the same way. I'm willing to stay a little late. Gotcha. And people say, "Well, yeah, I don't get off till four thirty or 5. Okay, well, I we it from five fifteen to six fifteen yep. or six thirty, whatever. So I don't mind staying a little bit late. But as far as meeting at night or weekends, yeah, um, I feel you. I mean, I'm not saying I don't do it or haven't done it, but I do try to protect yep. my schedule as well. Um, because you're right; people expect us to uh, to accommodate them. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of being selfish, they're kind of being selfish with their time, I yep. guess. And we're being a little you know protective of our own yeah so it's well, you know it's a push
0: and pull and it's it's one of those that though we've over the years we've tried to do this even talking with my bride and and my daughters um i, I let them know that i'm going to be counseling whatever but i'm meeting because i want them i want my family to know i'm i'm prioritizing them mm-hmm. that i'm meeting with this family they want to meet in the evening and then i don't try to do it in a boastful way but it's like but we're meeting at this time because i want my family to know i'm blocking off time for them I'm protecting them and, mm-hmm. and um, that's just I don't know why I guess because of things we walked through earlier on in marriage uh, I've just found I've got to do that right so um I, I know that actually I kind of even going into it I shared with Jean just shortly before our podcast my bride and I earlier on in, in marriage uh, and in ministry we were serving in a church a, a large ministry and um I felt like I needed to be at church like all the time and doing, I was doing student ministry at the time and we always had something going. But when we didn't have student ministry things going, we had other ministries in the church going and all the staff were expected to be there. So I literally was, was pretty much living at the church mm-hmm. and I grew up on a farm and there's kind of the thing of you get in as early as you can. And, and I knew that I needed early morning time to get stuff done. So I'd be always was the first person in the office, not trying to prove anything, but right. just that's when I could get things done. So my days were incredibly long, and it led to uh, a very uh, hard point in our marriage, where um, we ended up going in for you know, counseling. And it was a, a major God blessing what He did, just kind of waking me up to I was being blind, and I was robbing our marriage because I was cheating with the church, right? Uh, you know, straight up. And it was I guess that's where some of these the legalism in me has yeah. come out, and that I want to protect my marriage because I know the nature in me is. I'm going to work, do whatever it takes to get the job done, but I have to have healthy boundaries right. uh, anyway. So it's good. Good. I appreciate you sharing that. What's another one, man?
1: Well, it um, to you. You know, one thing that um, I think all of us as pastor, preacher, teachers, we're guilty sometimes of um, letting our wives and children be sermon illustrations. <laughs> No, Yeah, That would never do that. Remember, uh, do you remember Leadership Journal? Is that even now? <laughs> yeah, I remember they, that. They, that's they right. Subscribe yeah. subscribe to Leadership yeah. Journal. They always have good cartoons in there.
0: Subscribe, that means that's like a magazine. Yeah, they, used they would to print actually mail it. I've heard of the mail. They. heard they centuries ago house. they used to print they would, those. Yeah, they would send it to your house
1: <laughs> or office and you would read it. And it was a paper. Um, but they used to have good cartoons in there. I'll never forget one of them showed the pastor coming in his kids' bedrooms in the morning. He says, well, how are my two little sermon illustrations today? <laughs> that's painful. <laughs> oh, that hurts yeah yeah that that's a good one and uh
0: it is so stinking easy um uh, because there's so many illustrations and I know I've I've made the mistake at times of sharing without asking permission I, I believe I believe I've gotten better now my yeah. daughters may listen to this and say no dad you know? <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many and they're always you know great ones there and, and uh usually it's humorous yeah but I know we've also found out it's um and you know, for us that yeah, it's it's better to ask. Hey, can I use this illustration? For sure. and surprise them, um, and also not over illustrate. And definitely with our spouse, uh, I know that it's been uh, it's wise to make sure that you've talked with your spouse before you use her as an illustration. Yes, message. <laughs> definitely. Good good point.
1: Well, speaking of children, um, how do you encourage your kids to? Uh, to follow Christ, to be a faithful um, disciple of Christ, um, and do it without—I guess—the expectations that they should act that way or be a certain yeah. way because they are the preacher's kid. Yeah, that's—that that's, makes sense.
0: Yeah, that's that's huge. Um, I, I know that that there are a lot of things that my that Jen and I would love to have done differently um, in mentoring, discipling our, our daughters. I know earlier on it was definitely much more having god time with them i think one of the ways that uh we we loved uh with each of our girls and, and it was a choice of theirs but yet we really encouraged them to join with us in serving hmm. uh and serving in some capacity all of our, our daughters uh, served in, in children's ministry uh you know from as early on as they could and they, and they really wanted to and they got to be a part of seeing Younger children mentor discipleship, disciple. And you and I both know when you're mentoring, discipling somebody, that's a huge way for you to grow. Right. And uh, just not being selfish, but it, it, it just happens naturally. And so, uh, man, my my wife and I are so incredibly proud of our girls as they would step in and serve, and they wanted to be a part of it. And it also good because they weren't always under our leadership; they were under the leadership of others. Right. And and so it stretched them, it grew them, but. Uh, serving Christ within the body of Christ was was a huge, huge thing that we saw uh, yeah. and we we encouraged and and always afterwards on Sunday we'd ask how it went and um, anyway,
1: yeah I mean you you want your kids to want to serve and not feel like they have to serve yeah, yeah. And it's the same exactly. thing even with just just plain church attendance even my wife was always great when the kids were little it wasn't hey we have to go to church today it's hey yeah. we get to go to church today. exactly exactly that's kind of the same way even with service we want them to serve. Yeah. The body of Christ, not feel like they have to. Yeah. Well, I mean
0: that, that even ties in with another another huge point is is um don't expect our, our spouse to serve or to lead. Uh and a, lot wait a of, minute, Wait, wait, you I mean know.
1: churches shouldn't hire a pastor because the wife can play the piano? Exactly. Yeah. I, wait, I, a, I thought if you I thought if the pastor's wife could play the piano, that was like a bonus. There are trumpets blaring
0: right now with that. <laughs> no, I, I know many churches that's kind of the almost the the game of uh what do we get when we hire you and your spouse and what can they do? And, and it see it as so advantageous for churches to recognize that they're hiring the pastor and they bring him on to lead, but let, uh, their spouse kind of serve where God lead, leads and, and guides them. It doesn't mean they have to start this ministry or they've got to step into because
1: previous pastor's wife did this. So she it, doesn't have to lead the women's missionary union. Exactly. Or play the organ or be a choir mm-hmm. leader. Exactly. Course, or a super soprano that always sings a special before oh, the my sermon. Goodness. Oh, uh, there are painful
0: memories going through my mind right now. Some of the <laughs> some of the people leading <laughs> in song that really had no business leading in song. <laughs> so but I, that's just one I, I believe it, it can be such a blessing to our our, our spouse to say uh, man, serve as God calls you to serve, but uh, they're not bringing you on. They're, they're bringing us on as a couple, mm-hmm. but um, you need to, to honor God however he leads you to not, you've got to step into this role because that's what the last pastor's wife did. Um, right. Yeah, give them that flexibility. So.
1: Well, speaking of spouses, uh, another thing that, the, that my wife and I have agreed to for a long, long time now, I guess, is I don't share all the, the dirt with her. I don't share yeah, her yeah. all the war stories. Um actually I don't share a whole lot with her. She wants yeah. to be treated like a regular church member. Yep, yep. And what's funny is sometimes there'll be events coming up or things coming up that she didn't know about. Yeah. And why did not you tell me? So well you said you want to be a regular <laughs> church member you read the announcements yourself, <laughs> right? Follow us on social media. That's good. That's um <laughs> so um uh, so we're pretty good about, you know, that now obviously she knows she can tell from my countenance or attitude if something's wrong yep, yep. but even then i may not tell her everything i may just say well we've got a problem with yep. this person or that or this is going on um, but i very rarely no give her all the dirt and dirty laundry so to speak no doubt and i believe that that many of us
0: probably approach it this way but at the same time i, I want to encourage you um man one we whenever i meet with with couples or individuals uh, I'd always share this is in confidence, and you know, this stays between us. Uh, there are times that they'll share some prayer question if my wife knows them well. I'll say, Would you mind if I share this with my bride Mm. uh, for us to pray about? And um, otherwise, Jen, we've always had that understanding of when I'm meeting with somebody, it's in confidence. And and um the uh, there are some things that we'll share that are happening. But I also like what you're saying, I, I don't share war stories, definitely with our daughters. And there were times oh, yeah. it was a challenge um, that things would be going on. And we didn't want our daughters to hear, some will take this differently. That I think you want your children to be able to handle things. But the other side is we've got to be careful what we tell them because they can't do anything about it. And it's like with our spouse, we have to be careful what we share with them because they can't do anything about it. And they're going to naturally want to protect us. And so if we share war story information, unfortunately, it can build resentment uh, with our spouse or our children, even though they can be as mature as our get out Mm -hmm. of Christ. But at the same time, there still can be animosity that they carry toward a person or persons because they said this, they did this. Right. So I just want to encourage there, out of protection, out of love, uh, not to share everything. Yeah, uh,
1: I agree. So Chuck, we're almost out of time here, but um, there's one more thing you want to do address before we wrap it up today that Gene, you're
0: the most popular person that i know is that oh is that it no i forgot about that one yeah
1: that's <laughs> true no
0: i know i know uh vacations it, it kind of yeah. goes with the whole give family quality time mm-hmm. i, w- I want to encourage if you're not already doing this and again some of this guys i know this is brain dead it, you're like we already do this i, I want to encourage you that if you're not already calendaring out planning out family vacation time that you do that regularly before you plan out a church calendar Hmm. so that uh you nail it down. And if you have to modify, if there's something major coming up, uh it doesn't get scrapped, but you keep that on the calendar. Um even this, you know, I've encouraged pastors for years, try to take two weeks off uh at a time during the summer or something, um, just to have because usually it takes about a good three, four days to to pull away and start to breathe. And usually by the time you're breathing, you have to go back. Right. But, but even if you can, back to back, but the Sunday you come back, you're not preaching. Um, you have somebody else preaching, so you're not focusing on your sermon while you're away. Mm-hmm. And that right there is going to be a big, I believe there's probably mm-hmm. pushback. I, I know there's pushback because I have friends that won't do that. But it's like your family needs that time yeah. where you're not preparing for a sermon. You're not away. And, and it, it doesn't count as vacation time if you're sitting at the beach preparing a sermon while your family's running around or whatever. I'm talking about they have your
1: undevoted. Yeah,
0: your your devoted attention. So
1: that's a good word. I've never. I have to be honest. I've always, we've always had the church calendar kind of already planned before I plan So I have to plan vacation around the church calendar. But your advice of playing your time off before the church calendar—that's that's that's new to me. That's 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 a good thought.
0: Well, and again, it may not it may not be that easy Mm -hmm. because there may be uh, certain weeks or certain things that come up. And right. I get that. There, there are certain events that come up that, hey, we got to plan around this. But um, we we found again, every church is different. But uh, if you're not careful, the church will have a full calendar, and you will not find a quality time to be able to get away. Yeah, that's um, true. Anyway. Yeah. So we just want to encourage you, man. You know, even going with Proverbs twenty-seven twenty-three, be sure to know the condition of your flocks, give careful attention to your herds, and I believe that doesn't just apply to the body of Christ; that applies to our families that we give careful attention to loving on them and look it out for them anyway.
1: Amen, so, amen. But Chet, um, tell us one more time how we can connect with you. Thank connect you, Code. thank you, Gene. Well, you can listen to this podcast, which is a, a no. You can definitely- Tell all your friends.
0: Uh, exactly, tell all your friends, tell your family members, Up, but you can reach me anytime at Chuck G at connecthope.org, that's C-H-U-C-K-G at C O N N E C T H O P E dot O R G. And um, we're all about encouraging pastors, uniting ministries, and basically building a kingdom work. And, and we'd love to be a part of whatever God's doing with you. Um, if there's any way we can assist and serve you, uh, please let me know. We'd kind of nothing but a privilege.
1: All right, Chuck. Appreciate it. Thank y'all for listening, and we will see you next time on Connect Hope. hasta la vista.
0: Thanks for listening today. If today's podcast hit home with you, we hope you'll share it with other ministry leaders. If there's any way we can be here for you, please contact us at connecthope.org. Until next time, let's make Jesus famous.